Welcome, welcome. Monday, it's November. It is building and building and building. It is the Raising Athletes podcast, and we're here to continue our discussion on supporting parents through the playoffs. You know, this is this time of year for volleyball becomes, I think, more pressure filled by the day, but more exciting by the day. One of the coaches I've interviewed in the past had a great saying. I don't know if it was hers, but she talked about pressure is a privilege. And so today I wanted to talk to you about, you know, give me some inside scoop on how things are going with the team. And then also let's talk about, again, the car ride home. What, what can parents do and help? How can they help their kids, their athletes, as we go through these more pressure-filled opportunities, which are such great opportunities for us to go through? And I, I, I got inspired a little bit how we ended the last one. And you had a great saying on, I love watching you play. It's so fun to watch you play, which I think should be every parent's go-to statement. And it's really at the heart of when I think of me watching my kids, it's just a joy. Um, so I want it to be the other way around too. I want them to be having fun and and enjoy me watching them play, not not be a burden. I did get a TikTok sent to me by my daughter, Hannah, who played volleyball. And it was kind of like, it's more like our place in life where she and I are, but it's the mom that gets a tidbit. She, she tells me, I give you a tidbit of information. And, and it's like, hey, I, I think I said a pretty good five today. And I like to, you know, I love to talk about volleyball. I like to follow up with, was it inside? Where were your hands? How was the follow through? Who was the hitter? And she says, and it was one of those TikToks that says like, you, I've given you a tidbit. Don't then bombard me with questions. Um, and, and, and so it's a rule that I have to really work on, especially with volleyball. But in all things, I, I've heard kids say, I get in the car on my way home from practice, my way home from a playoff game, my way home, and they're done. They can't talk about it anymore. Yeah. They can't process it anymore. And they need to change the channel on the TV. You know, I always just say change. You know, that's a great time to say, you know, one great statement, one great compliment. Um, great win. You guys look like you had a lot of teamwork going. Um, where should we go for dinner? Or how was your science project? And just completely change the subject. Uh, because there is a time when they need downtime. Um, my other point being also, if the conversation does arise, the parents need to stay out of talking about anybody else's kid or anybody else on the team. I think comparisons are really tough. Like no two kids have the same skill set. You know, either your kid's more talented or less talented, either putting someone down or building them up too big. And um, we get this all the time when parents come to talk to us about playing time issues or any issues, they want to bring up somebody else on the team. So I would just say that's like the biggest yeah. no-no because no two people can compare like in any way. And I think if you really try to stay in your lane with your kid and not build up the other kids too much, 
put them down too much and understand like this is our each kid's journey is just to sometimes it's to get through the playoffs they're not going to play and they got to get through yeah. it with a great attitude or or they got to play with a broken pinky you know and so the pain is enough yeah. and they've got to get through it um but you can't compare them with somebody who doesn't have a broken pinky you know or somebody who you know the stress in everyone's life is different so i was just thinking i loved your saying on the last how we ended and i got the tiktok message from my daughter mm. about the peppering with questions <laughs> and how that just turns them off they want to tell you a little something and then they don't want to be interrogated my kids are probably like ding 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 yeah mom because I, I love to talk yes. about volleyball and i and i know a lot of parents are like intrigued by the sport or why did she start in row five what what are the what were you guys thinking in that game or that free ball how did that free ball drop or anything like that that when they do give you information sometimes i see that as my ticket to start asking questions and i and i've been told that's not the ticket that's the what they wanted to share and now it's time to move on so yes so well said and and one rule we have in our house the other night my son plays basketball and they went and played beverly hills high and the game was not very good and my husband said he got in the car and he said do you want any feedback and my son goes no and he goes okay <laughs> and that's it so if you really can't help yourself and there's something you want to say ask if, it, it, if you need to ask for permission and say, is this something you want some feedback on? Sometimes it gets about, yeah, great. Tell me what I did well, right? But if they're not open for business, then don't shove your agenda down their throat. You know, they're done with the game. The game ended 10 minutes ago. They're over it. They've moved on. And you know, if the next morning they come to you and say, gosh, so, so what did you, you know, what did you have to say to me? Then you can deliver it in a much calmer moment when nobody's emotional about it either, by the way. So generally, the next day is a great time to have some discussions about it if they want it, but not because you want it. It's not, if you need to get it off your chest, go tell your spouse, phone a friend, you know, call another coach, call another whatever parent, but don't take it out on the child when they're, they're done with the match, they're the game, they've moved on and, they, and they're looking for something else to talk about. And I really feel like this driving to and from sporting events with your teenage daughter is some of the most quality time that you actually have with them. You have them trapped in a vehicle with LA traffic. That could be like the most engaged you can be. So maybe it's time for fun music on the radio. Um, it, it's, it's a time to really bond with your kid. It's, it's just precious. And when I think about, when I talk to parents they miss that a lot. Nobody wants to get up at 6 a.m. and drive their kid to Marymount. But maybe um, there's there's some kind of quick little connection. It's time spent. And it just, once they go to college, it's over. And once they're driving themselves more places, it's over. Um, so that those times when you do have them in the car, I think it's it's real. It's a real bonding time. It, it sounds silly that that should be it, but with our busy schedules, um, the and sometimes it's their kids and their friends are in the car and they're talking about stuff and you're learning about stuff and it's it's just an enjoyable time to learn about them. 
Yes, and parents, it can go either way. So if if that's your time to, I know nobody gets in the car thinking I'm going to interrogate my kid, but if that ends up being the time that you choose to do that, I do have a one of my son's friends who he didn't play well in a game and he literally ran up to my son and said, would you please walk out with me? Because I know the second I get in the car, my dad's just going to start yelling at me and I just want to delay it another five minutes. Like, it just makes you feel so sad, right? Like if that, if they know it's coming, if they know that's what, that's good, what's going to happen in the car ride home, you're missing this wonderful opportunity to just be there and be supportive. Six words. I love to watch you play. Period. That's all they need to hear. Right. And, and the progress and the process and is just so much a part of it. So there, if there's not a horrible game or if you didn't play horrible in one game, the comeback is is not that exciting. I know um, in JOs this year, our great outside hitter, Danny, um, from LaSalle, all of a sudden she couldn't do anything. And it was like one game. And she's always steady. And so we subbed her out. The, then Skyler came in and did a wonderful job. And then the end we needed her again and she came around and she just, you know, she pulled herself back, but I think everybody allowed her the space. You know, we gave her a couple times. Um, nobody's on her. She already knows probably make a real quick correction as a coach, but you're not going to overcoach at that point because, you know, all of her college coaches were standing right there. She knows the pressure of that game because she's smart and she came back around and it was, it was great. And um, did she have the most kills in that game? No, but she probably got a game point and she was the biggest hero of that game because in one match, she went from being a, you know, struggling and everybody kept their cool and came and she came around and she came out the hero. So there are things like that, but it's how you relate in, in the moment. Are you sitting there like with your hands on your face when, you know, all of a sudden Danny, I think it was passing. I can't remember. I, I can remember the court exactly. And she couldn't pass. And then she was, it, it was just going wrong and it kind of spiraled and she got in her head. We got her out, but she came out. She played every other match in JOs, by the way, she was an absolute superstar. So this isn't discounting, but it was, you know, her moms are intense. There's a lot of intense competitive people around the court, but everybody kept their cool and she was hardest on herself and to see that whole thing, yeah. but it was handled correctly by her. She, she has a lot of maturity to know, like I suck right now, but I, I will be good again. Um, and I remember Adam Keefe walking up to her, like missing his own daughter, pushing everyone else aside and like, Danny, <laughs> that was impressive. That was impressive to, to kind of pull yourself all in the span of 45 minutes and, you know, and win the game. Well, think of any hero's journey, any movie that you watch with a hero in it. It's never because, oh, it was really easy and then it got easier and then it was a home run and then it all ended on a high and everybody loves the hero. No, the hero is the hero because when the things don't go well, 
they respond and they decide what what can I do in this moment? That's the stuff that I love talking about because not if it will go bad, but when it goes bad, when I get the flat tire on the way to the match, when I forget my uniform, when I, you know, get uh, have a panic attack because we're playing, you know, a, another strong team. All of those things aren't, you know, out of the normal. So expecting them and then leaning into the discomfort. We perform best when we're able to move through the discomfort and say, gosh, this is the moment. And she leaned into that moment and said, okay, I had a, I had a moment where I went off kilter and then I reset myself. And that's what makes a hero. That's what makes somebody that says, wow, th- those are the people that you say, gosh, those are the people we need on the team because they're willing to live with a little bit of discomfort versus, oh, it's uncomfortable. She didn't play well. Okay, she's done. No, give her a moment to take a break and bring her back, right? Right. And I, and I like to look back to my, old, my own volleyball career where I played club, you know, 45 minutes away. I was in an area where nobody from my school went, which is I had the greatest club experience ever. Um, but my mom drove me there, and that was to practice. And that was great and positive and no pressure. And then my dad picked me up and my dad, I can still remember he picked me up and I knew we're going to stop at that Seven Eleven, and I could get a drink and a snack. And then we drove home or he would pick me up for the tournament. And I love this chicken at this Japanese place. And I, I would bring it in my lunch. So Friday, the Thursday or the Friday night practice, we'd go by and get the lunch for the next morning. And these are things that where a girl and her father can develop a relationship and a friendship and know that I get in the car, there's an iced tea waiting for me uh, after the Mm. Thursday practice. I get in the car and um, we're going to get, you know, a frozen yogurt. And to just to make it something different, positive, it's really the company more than anything. It's really getting mom and dad or older sister. I mean, the Kilroy family was always great of a different sibling picking them up and, and to see Kate walk out and, you know, it was this sister or that sister or the other sister. And (laughs) I, I just think that it really makes it a family affair and a positive thing to walk into the gym, see the last two minutes of practice and, you know, know the friends and then walk out and, you know, let's grab, um, I got you an iced tea or I, I got you an extra water bottle and, and we go from there. Yes. So good. And they are, they're kind of, you know, they don't really have a, they don't have anywhere to go. So my other strategy is if, you know, they don't want to talk because sometimes you get in, you, you clearly get the message, not open for business and that's fine. So I always have a book or a podcast I'm listening to that I find inspirational. So I just put it on and, you know, the next day or two days later, I'll, I'll hear it regurgitated to me. I'll hear like, well, yeah, when they made that, that story was actually really interesting. So sometimes it's even not what we say, but something that, you know, again, put something on that might inspire them or might help them change their, their mindset in the moment. There are little things that we can do, but I love your story because here it is, whatever, 30 years later, 40 years later, and you still remember that. You still remember that your dad got you iced tea. So parents know that, they, they are taking notes. They are, you are, you know, hardwiring how they feel about these memories and what we want them to be 
are positive memories about the experience and how I felt when I played and that I was part of a team and that we were going for the state, you know, for the CIF championship and how great it felt to be a part of that and how lucky we are. Like, do you know how, how many people would die to be in this position? Like, what an honor to have worked this hard, to have given yourself this opportunity to, to be here. It's a gift. It really is. It really is. And all the years where, you know, we've done well, but we lost in the quarters or we lost in the semis. I, I just think back to the tears and, you know, one girl looking at me her junior year. I hate this feeling. I don't care what you do to us between now and next season. <laughs> I cannot have this feeling again. Lanty Moy McCarran. She goes, I don't care. Remind me right now how bad this feels. And do not tr stop training me till I never have to feel this way again. Um, so oh. that, you know, it takes sometimes that, but I, I feel like with the, with the pandemic, these kids know loss and they know the loss of sports better than any other generation of kids will ever like bef that came before them. You know, they really got robbed. So I feel like they are coming with that attitude and let's let them enjoy it. Let's celebrate every minute of it. I mean, that's how we went in like, Oh my God, we got one game. Okay. They're not going to shut us down. Um, let's celebrate every moment of it and, and figure out ways. I think a book on tape. Okay. We play it to and from volleyball. We're going to listen to, you know, you know, Harry Potter again, or, you know, whatever yeah. it is like make that time really special and so you don't get tiktok sent to you as a mother of a 23 year old daughter about how you pepper them with unnecessary questions no i think that's that's great and obviously you two have such a great rapport that there's high level of trust there that here i can poke fun at you and you're going to get the joke right and that's the other thing right we want to have these relationships that we're building with our daughters and our sons that has developed trust so that, you know, we can make fun of when we did something silly or that when they did something silly. I mean, we always tease our teenagers, oh, you're being a teenager again, right? Like if you can at least laugh in the moment of when that, that diffuses a lot too. If it's this high stress, well, he's yelling at me all the time. He, he thinks I didn't play well. The stories that get created in their heads and our heads about what the other side thinks is not healthy. So diffusing those moments so that it can be an open and honest discussion when you're past it um, and be supportive and allow them to, to enjoy the ride. It's all about the ride. I couldn't agree more. And, and just, and I don't think I can say this enough, I can think of very, very few situations where bringing up another player or a teammate or even a person on the other team to put them down in any way um, to disparage them and to talk negatively about anybody on your team or the other team is just creating a real toxic environment and that role modeling is just focusing on the growth mindset or having fun or building friendships. And that starts with the parents. Amen. Everybody is out there doing the best that they can in the moment they're in with what they have and what they know. So assuming that 
I heard actually somebody yell last week at match that, oh, she hit it into the net. Go ahead, number two, hit it into the net again. I'm like, don't cheer against the other team. Cheer for our team. Everybody's doing the best they can, right? Let's all work on supporting and being supportive of our daughters just as we would want them to be, you know. I think the best thing is when a parent from the opposing team comes up after the match to congratulate the other team, right, and says, wow, that was so fun to watch you play, right? That's class. That's just so, so class about, it's not about whether, you know, we didn't get the win today, but I can appreciate how much you've obviously worked to get to this moment. A plus. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Saturday Absolutely. night, six o'clock at Miracosta, right? What, what's the yep. parents be, day. be saying to their daughters on the drive from home to Miracosta? I would say savor every minute, enjoy every minute with these teammates. Once these seniors go, I mean, learn from them. I mean, even if you're uh, driving a JV player, like this is such high level volleyball and you're going to learn and you're going to watch. You learn so much by watching sports. We've said it over and over again. Girls do not watch the sport they play like boys do. Um, there's no way a baseball player is not watching the world series. I don't care whatever level from peewees all the way up. This is kind of some great volleyball. And if you play volleyball, you need to watch volleyball. Always the little. Yeah. Now these two teams could beat many, many D one volleyball teams. And I tell that to anybody who will listen to me. So this is some of the best volleyball you're going to see at any level. And then to be able to see it at the high school level is like a huge gift. So yeah, very well said. Some great, there's some great all time, you know, I had some, another coach call me like, how do you get your setter to be so tough? You know, she's so mm. mentally tough. And, you know, Kelly Bellardi is a, is a, she's a killer and she's, she has the ability to concentrate. So you take that from her and then you look at Tori Stafford who like brings some joy to the game in another way. And you look at Carrie, you know, they all have something that's very unique and it's a skill set that if you can add a little of this and a little of that to your game, you're so much stronger. You know, I did a fun exercise with them at the beginning of the season with the with the three captains and we analyzed our leadership styles and then I had them talk to each other about their leadership styles. And I think it's so powerful when you realize what your not only what your own strengths are, but what your teammates strengths are and then how you can complement them. Right. And Elia's leadership style is different than Carrie's is different than Kelly's and Kelly's kind of. Er, kind of in the middle of those two, but it was even good for that conversation for the three of them to realize, oh, we have different strengths, but we complement each other. And that's how we get better. Right, right. So there's a lot to, there's a lot to enjoy and learn and celebrate. So I think that's where we have to stay with the positive. And if, if your kids had a bad day and you're on the way there, you got to just focus on the positive and what's going to be fun. What's the funnest thing at practice? What's the best drill? Or who do you think, you know, what do you think this other team's going to run? You got to, you have to turn it around and not let them stay in there flunking their math test. And they've got to leave that at the door. And when they walk in, that's their ability to, you know, get it out. I, I don't know. Hit it out on the ball. Take it out on the ball. Yeah, I used to. 
or maybe it's listening to some fun, their, their best music in the car on volume 11, right? On the way there, listen to whatever you want to listen to. You don't, I don't need to talk. You don't need to talk. We can just be quiet together and you get into your mindset, right? Yes. Yes. So, well, I can't wait to watch. I'm going to be there cheering you guys on. And thank I'm you so, so much for all your help. Absolutely. So fun and keep going. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye.